Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Great Muppet Caper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us today, we have a very special return guest. Guest, tell the listeners who you are. Hello, I'm Tansy Rayner Roberts. I am a writer and a podcaster and a Muppets fan. And we are so thrilled to have you back. You were you were here uh, last year to talk about towards the end of the Muppet movie. Yeah, so, I got um, the musical number. That it was, was the very magic exciting. store, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad we could get you in towards the beginning of this one. Today we are talking about minutes 19 and 20 of The Great Muppet Caper. And in these minutes, as we open, Lady Holiday is chastising the models for wearing her designs poorly. <laughs> then an aspiring model enters Lady Holiday's office and Lady Holiday hires the young woman as a receptionist. So at the opening, like I said, uh, Lady Holiday is chastising the three models, Carla, Marla, and Darla. And she, is, she seems to be more chastising the outfits than the models, but the models do take it very personally. They do, as 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 we will see. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. a very interesting thing that's happening here. They they take it as like a personal insult that yeah. she is criticizing these these dresses that she herself designed. Yeah, right, al- like al- although she does kind of say, I can't, I mean, you know, she, at the end of this, she says. They all look like a bunch of barnyard animals. Like, you know, it's not like she yeah. says it like the dresses look like it. She does sound like she's blaming the models for how the outfits look. Like, it really does sound, the whole scene sounds like she's, like, blaming them for wearing these clothes. And then she acknowledges that she designed the clothes and, like, blames herself afterwards. Yeah, but she- they don't hear that part. So, yeah, she is clearly very hard to work for. Yeah, she does say, why would I design such atrocious looking clothes? Right. But- but she also asks her, like, do you like looking like an ostrich? And it's like, it's her job to wear this outfit you provided for her. This is... <laughs> yeah, she's she's not being nice. Although, although, can we also note that Diana Rigg just tears this up? Oh, like, she's great. The, 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 she first, the first 35 seconds here are basically a monologue. And she's yeah. just, she feasts on it. It's so great. <laughs> She is. It's one of those things that Muppet movies did really well of just getting really good guest stars and getting them to do the heavy lifting. Like the, she, she's just wonderful. I mean, I I said when you asked me to to come on that I ha- I had to do a Dina Rig scene because that was what that was all I cared about for this movie. Okay, <laughs> Muppets are okay, but Diana yeah, they're, Rigg, they're fine. But right. they're in all the Muppet movies. Diana Rig is only in this one. <laughs> I right, think right. It's the great um, Diana Rig caper. Yes, it's, but she's such a great like she she swoops in, she controls every scene. Uh it's it's wonderful. I would happily watch the movie that was just Lady Holiday and Miss Piggy. Mm. Um for the whole movie because they're they're great. It's like the Devil Wears Prada only, you know, many decades earlier. Right. And and Anne Hathaway is played by Miss Piggy. Yes. <laughs> I think Miss Piggy would happily take all of Anne Hathaway's roles and wouldn't that be actually great, quite great? I was gonna say I would I would watch any of them. I mean, may, yeah. maybe Lay Miz she might have a hard time with, but oh, she would not have a hard time with that. Miss Piggy can <laughs> play that part, as we know, she has several emotions that she can convey with her face alone. <laughs> That's true. She would love those extreme close-ups too. She would, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I was um, thinking Catwoman, but also just the Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries starring Piggy would be great. Um, yes, you know, yeah, you're right. Just just about anything. Um, uh, what's the, what's the one with Jason Sudeikis where he's a where he's a kaiju? What's that movie called? Gigantic. 
Oh, Colossal. I did, colossal, I did colossal. not know that one, but clearly this Piggy could rock that movie. That would be yeah, really watch, interesting. I, I'd yeah. watch that movie with Piggy instead of Anne Hathaway. Um, yeah. But but anyways, um, so before we get to before we get to Miss Piggy, which mm. uh, but first I want to talk a little bit about Carla, Marla, and Darla. Um, yeah, I have a few things. Who are who are all played by women who were actually working as models in London at the time, and none of them worked as actresses a whole bunch. Uh, Marla, the one with light brown hair, is played by Erica Creer, who this is the last of her five acting appearances, and um, Darla, the one with black hair, we'll say, uh, this is her first of four acting roles, but neither of them did much. Carla is played by Kate Howard, who acted on and off throughout the eighties and nineties, and this is fascinating to me. She was in a TV version of The Scarlet Pimpernel, and she was in a TV version of The Born Identity with Richard Chamberlain as Jason Bourne. Yeah, actually, that version of The Scarlet Pimpernel, uh, my theater teacher in high school, anytime she was like uh, tired or just didn't really want to teach our class, she would just have us watch that movie. Really? <laughs> so I didn't even realize that was her, but I, I'm familiar with Kate Howard's work. Sure. Wow. She, uh, she she also played a nurse in the Gong Show movie. Yeah. Which, which if we're talking about adaptations of 70s variety shows, not as successful as the Muppet movie. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> want to see it, though. Sure. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> That's right up your alley. Yep. So I'd say any- look, they're a very effective trio. Uh, they look fabulous, obviously. They have that very 80s look, and the outfits are very memorable. I, I love that the clip we came in on, because I didn't actually watch the rest of the movie around. I'm doing this hardcore. I didn't rewatch the rest of the movie You're around just- this clip. Sure. Um, the outfits are amazing. And and clearly their main goal, these, these three actresses, uh, is they need to convey elegance, and just being really kind of annoyed snoot- and very snooty. Like, they, they work as a, a trio very effectively. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I just like that their names are Marla, Darla, and Carla. Like, oh, yes. they, that's just one of those, the Muppet writers looking for any little opportunity to make a joke. Like, they could well, have had it's... any names or no names at all, but they gave them funny rhyming names, so... Well, and it also that could have been like a Muppet Show act, right? Like that Absolutely. could be three yeah. little girls singing a singing a trio. Or yeah, very much so. And also, it sort of makes it clear like these are not characters that are going to have individual ca- uh, personalities. No, they do. It is a part that could be played by a single character, but the fact that it's a trio kind of just has this great visual symmetry to it. Yeah. You know, huh. So yeah, yeah. So but they're basically so- the same person. Right. Well, and even like the two Caucasian ones, yeah. uh, I guess, I guess Marla and Carla, I think they kind of look alike. Like they have very similar faces to me. They kind of have they the same model hairstyle. look. Yeah. But you know, big, big eyes, very slender nose. You know, I don't know. Um, they just like, I, 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 if they switched hairstyles, I don't know that I wouldn't notice. <laughs> right. like, um, but anyways, so they leave and I, uh, love when Lady Holiday sits down when my f- absolute favorite thing she says in this in these two minutes is I must be getting senile. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if we can go back just a step though. Um, Please. I, I just wanted to point out well, two things. Um, when she's insulting Marla's dress, she says it has too many frills and furbelows. Are you familiar with this phrase? Have you ever heard the word furbelows outside of this movie? Um, only I... in the the Jetsons movie, it's for for Fergie Furbolo is the like Brad Garrett's family, you know, oh, that really? are monsters who okay. work there. Yeah, 
cool because I, I wasn't <laughs> familiar with it. And then uh, my wife and previous podcast guest, Stacy Rosen, pointed out that there's a line in the book Anne of Green Gables where a character refers to a dress as uh, being a, a sensible dress because it does not have any frills and furbelows. Oh, so apparently this oh. is actually, yeah. So the word furbelow, yeah, the word furbelow comes from uh, the French language and it just means a pleated or flouncy piece of material. So, huh, that makes sense because Anne is obsessed with getting puffy sleeves. There you go. On a dress. So it's a good vocabulary. Very major word. plot point. It's interesting too, coming from Lady Holiday, because like, not that I would ever trash talk Dynamic because obviously she's amazing and she would look amazing if she was wearing, you know, Literally a sack. She could she could wear anything. But this is not a great outfit. And Lady Holiday, in fact, is all frill and furbelow. She has, you know, they mm. say for um to be to be truly elegant, you should get dressed in your outfit and then take one item off. Clearly, Lady Holiday is wearing at least three too many accessories <laughs> and or bows and or like she's just covered in whatever furbelow is. I'm pretty sure she's got them from head to toe. And it's particularly significant in the transition in the scene because Miss when Miss Piggy makes her grand entrance, I gotta say, Miss Piggy is in an amazing outfit, which yes. is actually much more fashionably on point than what Lady Holiday is wearing, which I feel is a really interesting choice that the film made. That's... And it was the eighties, maybe they didn't know. There was a lot of very weird fashion stuff going on then, but yeah, I gotta say, La- Lady Holiday is looking just a bit too flouncy. And yeah, that's uh, a really good point. This piggy looks amazing. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out is she. So she says Carla looks like an ostrich. Uh, Marla yeah. looks like a pigeon, and Darla's dress makes her look like a turkey's neck. And yeah. then a second later, she says the line about uh, everyone looking like barnyard animals. But ostriches yes. and pigeons are not barnyard animals. That is true. But we now know that if this was a Muppet act, that is what those three women would be. They would, would be. all be together. Oh, absolutely. Wearing those outfits. But then uh, we should note that in the July 22nd, 1980 draft of the screenplay, instead of saying that Marla looks like a pigeon, Lady Holiday says she has too much padding in the shoulders and hips, and it makes her look like a sway-backed mule. Ooh, interesting. Goes, also not a farmyard animal, Not really. really, but it's a little bit closer than a pigeon, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say, we do have ostrich farms, I think, in some places of Australia, and emu farms, but they're not that common, really. It's sure. not a standard item, not a standard piece of livestock for a farm. Right. Well, and but- I kind of feel like the, the standard livestock animals are like a much harsher insult. Like if she that's calls true. him a cow, a cow or a horse, oh yeah, that's much yeah. worse than than a pigeon, you know. That's true, whatever. and it's harder to have the fashion connection too because it's like that outfit makes you look like a horse. Is right. like like unless they're wearing bustles, really, it's it's not gonna fly. Um, hmm. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? And also that thing of using animal uh, names as insults in a Muppet movie uh, <laughs> with Miss Piggy about to make her announce her appearance is. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite carefully chosen, really, isn't it? But they are not barnyard animals, even though it makes for a fantastic segue. Yes. Right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's there, the thing. But... Yeah. Um, and speaking of that segue, who should enter the room? But we've already said it a bunch of times. <laughs> Miss Piggy. Um, yes. Fabulous I, entrance. Such a great well, entrance. She, she gets this great, like, Lauren Bacall in To Have or Have Not lighting. Yes. When she walks in, it's just mm. stunning. Like you, you know that she's 
the angle, the angle of the hat and the sway. And you're right about the light. Like she is our romantic heroine. Oh, for sure. No question. As soon as we see, and of course she's Miss Piggy. We all know that we've seen, we've seen five seasons of the Muppet show. We've seen the previous. Movie. <laughs> yeah. It's you know? actually, it's kind of surprising that they made us wait 20 minutes before we get to see Miss Piggy in this movie. Right. I mean, they basically make us wait almost 40 in the Muppet movie, but she's in the screening room. Right. You see at her the at the very beginning. So it's, it gives you a little bit of uh, Piggy to, to tide you over until she, her actual entrance. But not but here. Like that's, that's quite, it's quite standard for Miss Piggy. It's like Miss Piggy is not the opening act. She is not the, you know, in the beginning of the, the, the story. And she's very rarely portrayed as the point of view character. She always makes an entrance when she arrives, often once the story is underway. And after which she proceeds to steal the show from right. everybody. Yeah, she's going to make you wait yeah. for her. Right. Yeah. And especially Absolutely. here, I think she steals the show. I mean, I, I, think, yeah. I think of this as being Piggy's movie more than any of the others. It is great. And just this, as said, like, I love the combination of Miss Piggy and Lady Holiday. They have such great chemistry. Um, the fact that she walks into a room with Diana freaking Rig sitting, like, playing an aristocrat at a desk and Miss Piggy, like, and the two of them just have this banter that's so great and well, they just perform against each other really well. Well, one of the things that I love is... Um, this and this is hopping ahead a little bit, but of course she comes in and says she wants to be a high fashion model. Yes. And yes. Uh, modeling is her destiny and she won't accept anything less. And then Lady Holiday offers her a job as a receptionist. Yeah. Of course. And what I love is that Piggy positively flips out with excitement. Yes. Like you're talking about how she enters the room with Diana Rigg. We don't see Piggy like bow to anyone. And no. she absolutely bows to Diana Rigg here, right? Lady That's Holiday right. is her hero. I mean, she wants to be a holiday model. Like clearly, I she feel- sees does see it as a stepping stone. Like we later on said, but you know, not to go too far ahead. But yeah, no, she is. She will take it. She is actually not, even though she is very ambitious and she has very high. Like she's, I'm going to be a high fashion model. Like she comes in with very high ambitions, but she's actually not that not too proud to take whatever she can get. Right. Well, and, and that's the and- really cool thing about Piggy. And like, for example, later in, in Muppets from Space, she's the coffee pig on Andy McDowell's TV show. And it's yeah. like humiliating to her, yeah. right? She she like doesn't tell anyone in the in the house, the other Muppets. But here it's like she gets about that same level of job. And she's so excited. She's genuinely so excited. Yeah. And think- it's such a it's such a great way to play Piggy, I think. Yeah, this is she's- different maybe because she's there's no doubt in her mind that this is going to lead to her becoming a high fashion model whereas being the coffee pig in muppets from space it's like uh, just a a cheap cable show you you don't really buy that 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 this is part of her her plan for becoming famous but this piggy she's a really hard worker she is the hardest working pig in the business like she's (laughs) always hustling for whether whether she's in a story where she's is already famous um, you know, or or whether it's one in which she's on the ladder. Uh, you, you see her, she is not afraid to, I mean, often, you know, we do occasionally get scenes and jokes and stuff about her being very snobbish or very spoiled, but when it comes down to it, she is not afraid of the, the, the hard work it might take to get, to become the inevitable star that is being a des- her destiny. Right. Well, true. Yeah. But, but also I, what I think is great here is on the Muppet show, she's generally suspicious of other women. Like, 
if if the guest That's star is, is Cheryl Ladd or Raquel Welch or whoever, there's always something about Miss Piggy feeling threatened by them because they're a beautiful yeah. woman. And here, she's not only not threatened by Diana Rigg, like she she willingly takes a job as her assistant and looks up to her and this is her hero. Yeah. And that's yeah. not something we see from Piggy. No, so I think true. it's fascinating that they did that. I think yeah. it makes her a more three-dimensional character. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 much more interesting seeing. And, and again, it makes for really great dynamic between these two. The fact that Lady Holiday is in this position of power, um, but also has the sarcasm, whereas Piggy is the one who's so serious and earnest. So she's like genuinely excited. And then Dynamic comes in with a, um, you know, the undercutting, the sarcasm or the lower tone, you know, they're, they're just, they bounce off each other so beautifully. Yeah. But yeah. It's the, that's, the that's young, really enthusiastic true. ingenue versus the, you know, the cynical uh, older that, woman who's her, yeah. is her hero. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even from that first line, so you've got Miss Piggy saying, I would like to be a high fashion model. And it doesn't surprise me. Seems to be well, the way we're heading. That's so right. good. <laughs> Because, again, well, the Barnyard Animals thing. And that's the other thing, acknowledging. Because it's, it's always the thing in the Muppet movies, isn't it, when they acknowledge that actually the characters are animals. They do it a lot. Because sometimes they go for a really long time without doing it, but then whenever they do it, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah referring to the pig or the bear. Right. I mean, well, of course, yeah. I mean, in this particular movie, there's the runner with Kermit and Fozzie being twins, where the fact that they're a frog and a bear comes up all the time. Right. Mm. And does not prevent them from being twins. No, not in any way. But also, of course, in the last movie, we had Cloris Leachman being allergic to animal hair. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they couldn't go in. Um, We should talk about uh, Piggy's portfolio, which I think is a beautiful Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to bring up. (laughs) Um. So first, I'll ask you guys this: What's your favorite piggy pose? <laughs> but that's the thing that not only is it the same expression on her face; it's she's also holding the same flower. Her arms, so oh, she's in flower. Yeah, she's changed her outfits. But yes, yeah, so what we get? We get reeking grandeur, which is an is it reeking grandeur? Is it like reeking, reeking grandeur? Yes, it's like reeking yes. havoc, but with grandeur. Oh, yes. see, I thought it was R E E K, like. Like something that oh, smells very strongly, oh. but she's yeah. she just smells strongly of grandeur. Oh, maybe interesting. But I, it could go. I was thinking. Way. I was thinking wreaking havoc. Um, but yeah, then being aloof, being demure, demure. and daring. daring. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, then we have Lady ha- ha- uh, Holiday with interesting range of emotions, and again, so sarcastic. <laughs> and Piggy doesn't right. get that it's sarcasm, which is because right. she's so excited and she so well, genuinely believes in herself. Well, and and by the way, I watched this with my four-year-old. Oh yes, um, these, seen the movie before, but like she was watching these minutes with me, and she, that was her favorite part. We watched it about ten times. Yep. And she, first of all, loved all the dresses. Like told you know she because she's really into pretty dresses. Yeah. So she was telling me which of the dresses she loves, which is all of them. But <laughs> but even her, like even she noticed right away that they were all the same pose. That's yeah, funny. like she was just like Piggy's wearing the same thing every t- or standing the same way every time, and it's like, yep, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's just really a, a classic joke. joke, though. The fact it, it you know the four year old grabs it straight away is is fantastic because yeah. that shows it's like classic Muppets that we you know adults find it funny and kids find it funny, sometimes right. even for the same reason. <laughs> right, right. Also, the last dress was clearly the best of the four, but they are all very good. 
I think I like the, the Demir one, but yes, they are all good. Yeah. And actually, by I this like... time, the, by the time the movie came out, there had been two Miss Piggy calendars, like not just Muppet calendars, but calendars that are just every month is a picture of Miss Piggy. So there, wow. this is like the the peak era of like really nice clothes for Miss Piggy. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Piggy Mania. Well, Wait, it was. Well, yeah. That too. Kind of was. I mean, yeah. She was on the cover enough. of Life magazine. And... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saturday Evening Post too, so she she was all, all over the place. But um, I guess I I don't know if we've mentioned Callista Hendrickson yet on this movie. Oh, um, I'm not sure. But she was Miss Piggy's costume designer oh. on the Muppet Show and 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 in um you know various other projects, including this one. Well, the thing, the fact that it's the same pose means these pictures were done specifically for the movie. It's not like they could just, unless they did the same joke in a calendar, they couldn't just use previously done shots. Yeah, it had no, I to think be these that. are especially for the movie. Yeah. And they're, and I'm going to say, what an amazing job to have. And she has done so far such a great job because every piggy outfit is extraordinary and clearly better than like the outfits being made for the humans, which I think is, is only right and proper. Oh yeah, because she's the right. Star. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but as I said, again, in a movie with Diana Rigg in it, that is a fascinating choice for them to have made because, like, she just such an epic actress and fashion model who's worn so many amazing outfits over things. It's like, yeah, you know what? We don't want her to take too much of the uh, attention from our actual star. <laughs> yeah, she's not the most glamorous woman in this movie. No, no, <laughs> well, which and, is and she's like, the only time that's ever happened with Diana sure. but, but what I love is that she's so clearly completely on board with that. Like, yes, yeah, no, she she does absolutely. She she knows her place in the movie, and she gets to be that world weary, cynical. Like, it is a great, actually a great part. The human parts are not always. Let's face it; they're never the best written parts in the Buffett movies. Mm. But this is, you know, they're, they're not usually that well-rounded either. This is one of the really good parts. And I think, yeah, yeah. and it's it's interesting to see because, of course, the guest roles became more and more of a thing. Um, but, yeah, this, this is a really good part for a human. Yeah, yes. Maybe maybe my favourite. Well, honestly, my, my top two might be her and the, the mostly yet-to-appear Charles Grodin in this movie. Like, okay. I, think they're, I think they're both so great. Yeah, that's a good top yeah. two. So, um, yeah. um, and, and, and that actually just about brings us, I mean, that's kind of all I have. So before we close on this episode, any other thoughts on these two minutes? Tansy, I'll start with you. Yeah, okay. I have a few. We have Miss Piggy's amazing meltdown when offered the job as receptionist. <laughs> She's so, like, she runs around screaming. She's so happy. Um, mm-hmm. I had a couple of prop comments or costume comments. One is, uh, for all my criticisms of the overdone outfit, I do like what Diana Rigg is doing with her, um, with the fascinator and the with the veil that uh, yeah, she wears. I, I had that too. There's this moment where she's watching Piggy and it, she just lifts the veil as if to make sure she's really seeing what she thinks she's seeing and then puts yeah. the veil back down. Yeah. It's she great. does a lot of little subtle acting, interacting with pl- props, and that's one of those little moments. It's, it was it was very nice. and I think it's worth drawing attention. My favourite prop in this scene uh, is the gold phone on the desk. I mean, there's a lot of lovely mm. gilt items, but that is a very beautiful phone. Um, 
And also in the last, like, dying moment of the, 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 the two minutes, the last thing we hear is is Piggy assuring Lady, Lady Holiday that she can type, she can take shorthand, and she can make coffee. Do we actually think that Piggy at this point in her career can do any of those things? <laughs> Um, you, you know, I imagine it's hard for her to type because she is not a live hand puppet. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she always yeah, wears gloves. She always wears gloves. For shorthand, how would she hold a pencil? Yeah, um, right. Shorthand right. is a very hardcore skill as well. Obviously, it was a little bit a lot more common for stenographers and secretaries in this era. You wouldn't like you wouldn't hear today of very many people who knew shorthand or even knew what it was. Um, right. Yeah. And also, I don't think I would drink the coffee made by Miss Piggy. <laughs> no, I suspect. Like, let's. I mean, we mostly know from the space at the the Muppet Show in which she gets the coffee made for her. Um, but yeah, I know. I am suspicious, but I also believe that she believes she can do these things. Oh yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, they said uh, they. <laughs> Lady Holiday said you can be a receptionist, so she immediately launches into what she knows a receptionist can do. As, yes. Like these are things that I myself can do if I believe it hard enough. Yes, and she yeah. does believe very hard. So yeah, those mm-hmm. were my things. All right, Ryan, anything else? Yeah, I just uh, anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that I like spotting these little sort of puppetry f- trick moments. Um and this clip has one where Piggy comes in with the portfolio under her arm and then comes around the desk and Lady Holiday takes the portfolio out of her arms and puts it on the desk and then piggy says you may open it which is a funny joke because she's telling you know she she's here for a job interview or whatever and now she's telling lady holiday to open the portfolio for her but that's also all of that stuff is there because miss piggy as we just mentioned does not have live hands so she cannot open the portfolio with her own fingers (laughs) yeah yeah that's true too because lady holiday is not that enthusiastic like she was not that interested in reading no she doesn't really want to open the portfolio but she has to because miss piggy is that kind of puppet yeah she is just somehow (laughs) compelled to open this portfolio that she did not want to (laughs) yeah i just love how they work around the limitations of the puppets yeah well and they make it seem so effortless every time right and they make it funnier right yeah in this case so Anyway, the Great Muppet Caper is funny. We'll close there. I'll co-sign that. <laughs> and uh, we will be back in the meantime. Please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter. We're, we're all over the place. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. You can follow Ryan at me, Ryan Rowe. Tansy, can you remind the listeners where they can find you and your work? Uh, the best place to find me is my website, tansyrr.com. I'm tansyrr also on Twitter. And my podcasts are Galactic Suburbia, Verity, and Sheep Might Fly. Awesome. Love them. Thank you uh, for being here again. And uh, everybody, thanks no for problem. listening. Uh, if you're so inclined, give us a re- positive review on iTunes and tell all your friends to listen. And join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.